stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, the 2026 Winter Olympics are a long time away, but here's a question. Do you think Canada will have new fighter jets before then? And it's a troubling question to ask because, honestly, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe another way to look at it is if, if we had actually got new fighter jets at the time we started talking about the need to get new fighter jets... Uh, Maybe we'd be talking about replacing those because they'd be so old. We've been talking about this for years and years and years, uh, and it just has become an ongoing fiasco. So, of course, uh, as as we know, under the uh, Harper government, we had committed ourselves in a sole source contract to buying the Lockheed Martin F-35. And the way that the conservatives went about that was controversial, which led to the liberals saying, we're not going to buy the F-35s. Well, we might. We're going to open it up. So some conflicting messaging there. Uh, And in the meantime, we were looking at buying some jets from Boeing, but now we're mad at Boeing because they're mad at Bombardier, and I guess we got to defend Bombardier. Not sure why. So that's where we're at heading into today, the announcement from the federal government that in the meantime, we're going to buy some old F-18s to replace our old CF-18s, and we're going to launch a whole new procurement process. That's not going to start for a few years. And like I say, when we get new jets, 2025, maybe 2026, somewhere around there. And this all comes with a price tag, folks. Look, I think we owe it to our military to ensure that they have useful operational equipment. And obviously, it's well past time that we replace these old fighter jets. So that's going to entail some cost. But the mess we've made of it, I think, is just added on to the cost. And it didn't have to be this way. That's what's so frustrating. Anyway, joining us for some thoughts on uh, how we got here, where we go from here, Al Stevenson joins us. He's an aviation consultant, a 35-year veteran of the Canadian Forces. He's a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Al, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Um, Well, your thoughts, I guess, on on where we're at and whether we're finally going to straighten this all out. Well, it's such a convoluted uh, issue. We uh, bought the... uh uh, CF-18s in the 80s uh, as a 25-year fighter. And then in, uh, around the early 2000s, we decided that we needed to work with the Australians to uh, extend the life of these aircraft, so we changed the center barrel and uh, uh, managed to get them out to 2017, and now we've been uh, doing some more uh, structural uh, fixes to get them to 2025. Now you've got a government that uh, uh, has come in and from the very beginning has had no intention of running this competition in the near term. Uh, they, as you mentioned on air, decided that uh, they would not buy the F-35 but uh, run an open competition, but they never really said when. And when you start taking a look at the numbers uh, for their projected uh, uh, budgets and uh, the way that uh, the minister's uh, narrative has uh, uh, flowed. It looks like they're waiting for two elections. Now, you and uh, your listeners know that uh, one election is almost forever, and you get two elections, uh, you never know what's going to happen after that. Right. And so, you know, they created this uh, capability gap, and I say created it, because the commander of the Royal Canadian Air Force is on record with the Senate uh, saying that he could make the uh, uh, CF-18s last until um, 2025 when it was projected to have the new aircraft come in. And then uh, 
the Liberal government decided that they would uh, sole source the Hornets and came up with this magic number of 18, that nobody's been able to explain why the magic number of 18 is uh, how it's going to work. But these Super Hornets aren't really um, Hornets. We should call them X-Wing fighters. They're a completely different animal than the ones we're flying. So there's no synergies in the training and in the maintenance of these uh, new fighters. So uh, when the Bombardier... Uh, Boeing dispute got resolved with uh, Airbus coming in, suddenly this uh, projected gap disappeared. And the readiness levels that this government has told the Royal Canadian Air Force commanding officer that he has to uh, meet uh, are unrealistic. They're almost Third World War level readiness levels. And you have to ask yourself, what in the geostrategic arena has changed well, nothing that uh, I can see or any other country has uh, um, changed. And when you take a look at the other platforms, whether it's Army, Navy, or Air Force, none of them have brought up to the readiness levels that are being demanded of the uh, uh, fighter force. So you have to ask yourself, why is the government uh, doing this? Well, they uh, were doing it, uh, one, to delay the program so that they don't have to uh, purchase these until two elections down the road. And initially, I personally believe that uh, this was the uh, sacrificial lamb dangled in front of uh, the Boeing Corporation to say, please uh, don't uh, come after uh, the Bombardier and uh, we will buy your jets. So there's a number of things mixed up in here, and the announcement today isn't necessary. We can run the competition uh, uh, earlier than the five-year that the minister has uh, programmed it for, and it should have started two years ago. And uh, it um, could meet the 2025 time frame where the commander of the Air Force says that uh, he can keep uh, his jets flying. So these planes we're buying in the interim, we don't need to be buying them, you don't think? Well, um, this is where you come down to the government decision. Mm-hmm. If the government has decided they don't want to spend the money until the late uh, 20s, then we may need to have these aircraft. But it's the liberal government that's creating the capability gap. The capability gap doesn't exist uh, as it stands right now. And uh, we could uh, not bother spending this extra money. And as uh, Alan Williams has said in an article, that's a complete waste of, uh, of money. We should be buying new aircraft uh, immediately to be cost-effective. But if the government decides that they have other programs they want to spend their money on, then they may need these, uh, these aircraft. But I haven't seen uh, anyone in the military explain why they need these extra aircraft. It's always the minister and the political side saying that they're needed. Right. So what we need is an open competition to, to get new fighter jets. And I mean, that's, I guess, part of this announcement today. Now, going back a couple of years ago and the decision to, to go with the F-35s, uh, had that been handled differently, might we be a lot further ahead? Well, again, uh, there's a paper that I uh, wrote uh, with uh, the Canadian Global Affairs Institute uh, that was released today that talks about the politicization of uh, the CF-18 replacement. And the Harper government uh, politicized it by not running uh, a competition or even an open uh, uh, evaluation process. And then they uh, used it as a a prop for uh, their campaign. And then the liberals came in and did uh, much the same thing. And so this has never really been about fulfilling a military need. It's all been about uh, the Harper government uh, balancing uh, uh, budgets uh, on the backs of the the defense budget. And uh, the liberal government... uh, uh, deciding to uh, look after socioeconomic issues prior or before fulfilling the need of the uh, fighter force. 
Well, are, are the F-35s the right plane for, for Canada? I mean, the, could the Liberals have just said, well, we didn't like how that was done, but let's just get on with it. We're going to buy these planes. Well, again, it became uh, political, and uh, they said they wouldn't do it. And now I believe that the uh, 18 uh, Australian aircraft is to save face and to delay the, uh, the acquisition of these uh, aircraft. Um, I, when I flew the uh, Starfighter, the 104, a third-generation aircraft, and then transitioned as an instructor onto the uh, CF-18, a fourth-generation. Uh, so I can attest to uh, the change in uh, uh, strategy and in tactics and the way the government uh, employs uh, a new, the new technology. And had we uh, bought... Uh, another version of the third generation, we would have been replacing that in the 20-year time frame instead of looking at 40 to 45 years for the CF-18 that we have today. And the parallels between the F-35 program and the CF-18 program in the early 80s are very close. Yeah, we bought uh, the CF-18s uh, fresh off the drawing board. Uh, we were the first foreign military sales uh, customer um, outside of the Navy. And uh, within the first two years, uh, we had problems with the tails because there were tail cracks. And all the issues that the media is uh, talking about today and the challenges with the F-35 were mirrored in the early uh, 80s uh, with the challenges of bringing the F-18 on board. And today, everybody puts the CF-18 on a pedestal, but it's no different than a new generation aircraft coming off the line today. And in the meantime, as we head into this competition, I mean, it seems to me that we, we want to be looking for the best plane at the best price, but we've thrown some other uh, factors into the mix, this notion that companies that harm Canada's economic interest, uh, that we might uh, look less favorably uh, upon those. Are, are we needlessly complicating the whole the whole thing? Well, and then and that's the fact. I mean, if you uh, are asking... Uh, my uh, fighter pilot identity, I would say that the F-35 is the right aircraft because it's the future. If you're asking my taxpayer identity, I'm looking for the best value for uh, the money being spent, and therefore you need to uh, uh, evaluate and, and run some sort of competition to, uh, to find that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, the political science uh, uh, identity is uh, saying, you know, we've got to stop uh, playing politics uh, with military procurement, and we need to have an arm's length uh, process that allows the politicians to set the uh, stage and then let the bureaucrats go out and uh, analyze and assess and evaluate and then allow the uh, politicians to make the uh, the decisions. Uh, this trying to play politics uh, with, with airplanes is uh, completely uh, out of sync with the electoral cycle and it will never end if we don't find another better way of uh, procuring military yeah. equipment. Yes, indeed. Well, we'll see where we all go from here. Uh, Al, in the meantime, folks can read uh, more at cgia.ca. Thanks for your insight here. Appreciate it. My, you're, you're quite welcome. Thank all you right, take time. care. Al Stevenson, aviation consultant, 35-year veteran of the Canadian Forces. He's a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Wrote recently about just how this whole business has been politicized uh, and, and what a needless mess it has become. Uh, and it just means that, you know, the taxpayer foots the bill for all of this. You know, with all these delays and cancellations and going in a different direction on top of we're going to have to pay to buy new jets anyway. What a mess. What a mess. And someone said, boy, this sounds a lot like the whole controversy, remember, 20 years ago with the, uh, the, the seeking helicopters. Yeah, very similar. We're really good at making a mess of this kind of stuff, which should be relatively straightforward. Turns out to be anything but. 403-974-8255 is a number here. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.